This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about Amazon advertising. Here to speak with me about the topic is Brad Moss, who is the CEO of Product Labs, one of the top Amazon marketing consulting companies in the world. His business expertise has won him three entrepreneurship awards. He spent over two years at Amazon as a business leader, managing the third-party seller platform, which is used in 10 countries by over 2 million merchants who serve more than 200 million customers, purchasing more than 60 billion products. During the time at Amazon, he also created the Amazon Seller mobile app for third-party sellers, which grew to a nine-figure business for Amazon. Brett, great to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Stefan. Thanks for having me. Right, as I mentioned to you uh, beforehand, you know, this is the first time we're going to talk about Amazon advertising. So, you know, for some of the listeners, um, when, we, when we dive into the topic later on, there might be some information they already know about. But for the first episode, I really want to keep our conversation um, a little more on a, on a high level so that people that might have heard about it but are not quite sure whether that's for them can find their way into Amazon advertising. Before we go there, Brad, how did you get started in advertising and what led you to founding your own consulting practice? That's a good question. What got me going into uh, kind of the, the whole world of Amazon, uh, which includes all the advertising, was uh, my time inside of Amazon. <laughs> uh, so I finished, you know, I uh, finished my master's in business and I got hired into Amazon and uh, ran several different systems. And actually, while I was inside Seller Central, um, while, I was, while I was the uh, managing Seller Central platform, there's a new team inside of Amazon. So this was like seven years ago, probably, um, maybe six. There's a new team inside of Amazon called uh, the Ads Team. <laughs> well, it wasn't new for all of Amazon. It was new for the third-party marketplace sellers. Um, and they said, hey, we, we want to launch this new platform. How do we launch it? And uh, I said, well, uh, since I own kind of the whole – Seller Central, this is where we put you. And they said, well, okay, that looks great. And then we did a bunch of A-B tests to find out the exact naming of their of their program, where it should be. <clears throat> and we inserted them there. And uh, and they launched the whole sponsored product ads uh, platform, uh, which has now become a huge, huge moneymaker for Amazon. Um, but that was about seven years ago. I introduced them and pulled them into the platform, the Seller Central platform. And that was kind of my first, uh, you know, direct, relationship with some some of the core marketing people there but uh you know uh, after leaving amazon uh more and more as i started this firm more and more marketing has become a bigger and bigger deal and so we've we've been in the forefront of, of all amazon marketing since since it very first came out so you left amazon to to found your own consulting practice is that correct uh yeah i well i left them for several different reasons it wasn't necessarily to start the practice but as soon as i I left. So many people were calling me and said, hey, we need help. We need help. Um, and I um, put together a little business plan with a former business partner uh, or a, a business leader from Amazon. Um, and he's my business partner now. And uh, and we launched a, a company. We built, we built a bunch of really cool technology behind what we do. And we launched a full service um, uh, company to help, to help brands, large and small, um, make a real impact on Amazon and know what, what, know what they're really doing. That's great. So 
how do you help companies with Amazon advertising? What, what is the services you guys provide? Yeah, so we provide kind of three core things. Our, our customers, we do a full service management piece. So that, that's the first thing we do is like a full service management where we, we help them. We have a full analytics and, and metrics dashboard of understanding what's going on with their inventory. How are their products listed? Are they listed the right way? Do we need new images? Do we need to change or up to the text? Um, a lot of things like that. And then we go through and we do the full, you know, research into keywords, which we can talk more about later. And uh, and then we do the advertising inside of Amazon and, and try and spend the right amount of money to grow their sales, but um, not so much money that they're not making, you know, profits in the end. So uh, mm-hmm. we work with them strategies, kind of a full service uh, management of taking their brand and just running it like we would run any large business. Um, whether I was inside of Amazon or or not, and we take over the full Amazon channel for our clients. That's um, so you, you know that's that's kind of the core thing that that we do for our clients. So then we also do uh, we're really big on strategic um, plans and strategic consulting kind of initiatives. And so some for some clients we just build out full strategic plans for them and we say hey this is the plan of what you should do this is what your market looks like and this is how you should attack it. And then, uh, then the, the companies themselves will take on the execution in, in those situations. But we build a lot of those plans uh, for them too. Large companies um, uh, and medium-sized companies, we do that for um, a lot of that. So. so you're not only focusing on the media buying part on Amazon. You're really also looking at inventory side. Um, and, and if that's the case, how does that work? How do you help companies uh, manage their inventory as it relates to selling on Amazon? Yeah, I mean, so we see it all. I don't like to isolate one little vertical as a company. Um, I believe that that's our offering, is we like to incorporate everything that we're doing in the entire business. So, you know, if I'm driving advertising and promotions and driving sales up in a given month, I need to understand what kind of impact that's going to have on my supply chain and my inventory. And so, you know, we never step in and, and take over the purchasing, you know, of new products from, from things, but or from suppliers, but for our, our clients, we say, hey, look, we're gonna be ramping up these plans over the next three months. This is the inventory projection of the products that we need so that you can keep selling these products uh, as we're ramping up your ad set. Um, and we're gonna need X number of products in Amazon Fulfillment Center. So it's really all to supply the full funnel, right? Where um, on Amazon, if you run out of product, then then your listing comes down and no one can see your, your listing. So you need to always have product available. That's why the supply chain is still critical, even though uh, you know, a ton of what we're doing is focusing on the advertising piece. That makes a lot of sense. On Amazon, what, what type of Amazon advertising solutions are available and, and who are they for? Is, are there specific solutions for a specific type of business? Can all the solutions that Amazon offers be used for everyone who sells products? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot to to, un, to unfold here on just explaining the whole system in general. Um, but if we're looking at just the advertising piece, I mean, this is for primarily for people who are selling on Amazon. Now, there are some ad systems inside of Amazon for people who are not selling product on on Amazon. Um, those are some of the smaller systems, and Amazon has, you know, they've been doing those for years, and they've even closed down some of those systems. But what they're really focusing on are anyone who has a product for sale on Amazon, that's the, that's the business that's growing. Because I can go in, I don't have to necessarily do 
any creative, I can just say, hey, I want to bid and spend this amount of money on this product. And Amazon will automatically take my listing and show it the right way and display it on this platform and sell it um, for people in the ads. So, you know, from a high level, though, let me take a step back. There's there's a couple of different systems that you can use. Um, I mean, it's all Amazon marketing is, is kind of the, the full team, but there's two different ways of selling on Amazon, um, just from a high level here. There's the selling through vendor Amazon, and that's, um, well, they're selling through vendor and then selling through the marketplace or through third-party selling. Now, the difference is that selling through vendor is like I'm selling to a Walmart or a Target, or I'm selling to somebody who's going to buy, uh, give me a, P, a product order, a PO, and buy a bunch of goods from me, and uh, and then they're going to resell it for whatever price they can. Um, and that's the traditional retail model. Um, now, that's Amazon vendor. Then there's a third-party seller marketplace where um, I'm selling directly to the consumer, so I get paid when the actual individual unit ships and is sold to the consumer. Now, in both scenarios, I can sell through an Amazon Fulfillment Center, FBA, they call it, uh, fulfilled by Amazon. In both scenarios, I can do that. So it's more of when am I going to get my money and who's managing kind of the price point and how particularly I'm selling, um, whether you're going I, to vendor or seller. Yeah, so I think it's also called Seller Central and Vendor Central. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Yep. Okay, so I would assume that the people who go with Seller Central versus Vendor Central um, that there are two different cost factors that specific brand has to pay to Amazon for using one or the other platform. Yeah. If and, that's, if that's the you, case, what, what is that? So, it, so here's the thing. When, when you're selling into a vendor, you have, um, you're, you're dealing with Amazon, and, and sometimes if you're big enough to then you're negotiating kind of contracts with them, right? Like a P&G has a different contract than a Unilever versus a, J&J, and even sub-brands within those companies will have uh, different contracts with Amazon of what Amazon's going to pay for each product and product line. Um, but in general, for, for kind of the average Joe selling on Amazon, which there's anyone selling on Amazon is not an average Joe, but <laughs> the, for the standard person selling into Amazon, the fees will probably come out pretty similar between selling uh, through vendor side and selling through the seller side. Now, I've seen a lot of situations where the vendor is more expensive, um, costs more, and I've seen some situation where, situations where it costs less. Um, and uh, so the, the fees kind of break down uh, in several different ways, but when it comes down to it, you're gonna be giving up to Amazon probably um, 30 points um, on your, you know, uh, 30 cents on the dollar to sell through their platform. Mm -hmm. um, if you include all the shipping, you might give up, you know, uh, 45 uh, or 40 points when you're including all the shipping. So Amazon's going to buy from you wholesale, maybe at 60 cents on the dollar for these products of what their um, their uh, advertised price is. Um, and through, on the seller platform, you have the 15% selling fee. And then you have whatever the FBA fee would be, which is shipping that you would be um, spending anyway. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that's that's some rough ideas. It's, you know, we every product's different. That's why I can't give like a super specific. You know, it's always thirty percent or whatever. But in general, that's what you're looking at. Brett, what kind of 
ads or what type of ads are available that an advertiser can choose to promote their products on advert on Amazon? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's the reason that uh, I was kind of defining out the vendor side and the seller side because there's different kind of ads on both sides. Um, but well, there's 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 plenty of similarities as well. But uh, kind of the the core advertising platform that a lot of third-party sellers are using now, and usually if you look at look up Amazon ads, it's what you'll find on Google, is the sponsored ad advertising um, platform on on Amazon, and that platform is primarily for sellers, uh, third-party sellers, and <clears throat> what it is is you go in and you define out a keyword. Um, or you can set up automatic campaigns. Um, you define it out each on each product, and then you set what set what your bid price is. And you say, hey, I want to bid between this amount and this amount, um, or I want this to be my max bid, actually. And then uh, and then you set it and you you let it run, and you set your bid capacity. And then Amazon takes those bids, and if your product wins the bid, it puts it up on the on the display page inside of Amazon. So when someone comes to Amazon and they type in a keyword, they type in um, uh, markers, right? They type in markers, does your product, it might come up number one or two or three. And they actually have the little title sponsored um, that's in like a light gray uh, lettering. And many customers don't even see that lettering, but that's your ad that has popped up on the display page. That's the, the most standard ad inside of Amazon. And they can show up on the first page. They can show up on the second, third, or fourth as people keep looking uh, for the products. And there's some controls now inside of Amazon of, hey, do I want to increase my bid to show up on the first page, or do I want to leave it, leave my bid and just have it be the same whether it displays on the first page or like the last page. Um, there's there's ad spots there, and there's ad spots also on other products. So if I jump into uh, click on the markers and I jump into that that detail page is what it's called, where I can see the images of the product and I can see the price and I can click buy now. Um, there's a few ad slots inside of that page also, and those are product display ads. And so I can click on, and that's just another ad placement that I can set through the sponsored product system, and uh, I can display on other people's listings actually. So you can do a little bit of a conquesting where you can find someone else's products that are like yours and you say, hey, I want to I want advertising um, or I want to advertise on their listings. And uh, you can, again, you're, you're setting the price of how much you want to spend per, per ad there. Um, now all those systems are all per click systems, ad per clicks or cost per click system. And then the last one there is that there's a, a headline, kind of a headline search placement so if you if you type in a keyword there's a big headline and you get a larger ad spot and you have to have at least three products to display on that ad spot but uh, and, you, and they have to be branded now and you can show up there and you know it says hey buy these this marker or this set of markers or you know these other sets of markers and you show up there and, and people click on that and they can go you know to your detail pages or to a list of products to, to look at you know, all of them have their different, you know, we can go into so many details about what, what's the benefit of each one of those slots, but that's the, that those are the core ways of advertising on the third-party marketplace side. Now, on the vendor side, you have access to similar kind of ad slots. Um, you don't quite have the same kind of control in terms of reporting. And um, on the vendor side, if you're using their ad platform, you may not own the buy box, which means if someone comes to the display page of your markers 
and clicks buy now, if you guys are both selling like an office, office depot marker, then um, if you and another seller are selling it, they may own the buy box, and so if some, which means if someone clicks buy now, they get credit for the sale and not you. The ads that go through the AMS or the uh, kind of the vendor side ad platform, if someone clicks on those ads and then goes to your detail page, you may not get the, the sale on that product unless you are the only one selling that, that product. If, 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 it's, um, if it's Stetson's markers, then you're the only one selling those. And so you could send a lot of traffic through the, uh, through the vendor side to your products and get all the sales on those. And so you get, pro you get accurate reporting um, that way. So that the, makes sense the that, that Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was that was a great overview. So the, the sponsored ad sounds a lot like paid search ad. Is that very compatible or comparable? Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably pretty comparable. I mean, Amazon's looking at what Google and Facebook are doing for their ad systems, and and they copied a lot of um, the best practices there. So with that in mind, are there information on the Amazon platform when you run your campaign that tell you what you would have to bid, for example, to end up on? On, on page one? So, no, yes, well, no. <laughs> so what it is is it shows, when you go in to set your bidding on the, on the product, it shows the range of a low to high bid to win the ad slot, right? To win the, the ad. And if you do win, so if, you're, if it's like, you know, three bucks, um, so to, is the high end and you put in like 325, Hopefully you're going to be getting every single the top of all the ads when you when you do three dollars, um, uh, or the top position of all the ads there. Now there is a new there's a new system where you can say Amazon, I want to multiply my bid to make sure I show up on page one, and uh, and so through that system you can you can say, hey I'm going to multiply my bid. You could go back and set your bid to a dollar and say hey I'm going to multiply my bid by 3.5 to get up to to only display on that first page and so there's some kids so that's like the new control they just added this year so you can kind of uh tell amazon that hey i want to show up on the first page through that at least you can tell their system it's not like 100 percent guaranteed but uh, that's the mechanism that you can use to make it to to go in that direction so, so you mentioned or you earlier talked briefly about pricing for the ads so with Google, for example, it's a big black box, right? Um, it tells you how much you have to bid to be on the first page. And then you have a certain max CPC. And then several factors like CTR, relevancy, et cetera, determine how much your CPC is going to be and where you end up among the three to four spots on the first page. How does Amazon determine the CPC that one has, someone has to pay for position one, two, and three. So it's essentially a live marketplace. And I'm not as familiar with how Google works, but Amazon's is essentially an open marketplace is saying, hey, there's other people who are bidding, uh, you know, they're bidding a dollar on this. And so a dollar, and then one guy's bidding a dollar fifty. So if you want to for sure win the ad, because there's only so much capacity, that's the, that's the other difference. Inside of Amazon, um, Google seems like there's like limitless, uh, even though there isn't, it almost seems like there's limitless uh, ad inventory, right? Mm -hmm. um, on Amazon, it's much more limited than Google, even though it keeps growing. But you have a limited number of 
uh, people coming for each one of those keywords, right? Inside Amazon, people looking for, you know, um, I mean, maybe purple, dry erase marker, that keyword. How many people every day are coming to that keyword? Um, whatever that number is, that's the limited ad inventory you have, that multiplied by the number of ad slots on the page. But uh, so you're competing with other people on whatever that limited inventory is. And if you're the top bid, then you're going to get it um, for the next click that comes in. So the next click that comes in, the system goes through and sees who's bidding and gives it to the top, the top bidder and gives the top slot to the top bidder. And it keeps, uh, keeps going like that until um, maybe the top bidder runs out of budget at 12 o'clock. So the next person comes up and um, the next one down comes up and the system says, okay, this is the next top bid. So we're going to give that person the slot. Um, that's generally how the, the core system operates. Or does a product have to have a certain price to be successful on Amazon? So if you, for example, have protein powder, those, those uh, packages usually run around about 20 to 30 bucks. Can they be successful on Amazon? So from our experience, for example, when we manage campaigns like those, CPCs seem to be quite competitive in a $3 range, uh, which re would require quite a lot of quite a good conversion rate in order to be successful and to deliver a return on the investment. So again, are there products and from a pricing perspective that do better on Amazon than others? And, and if so, what kind of products are that or product categories? Yeah. Um, that's like a super loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> there are, you know, there's over a billion products on Amazon. Like, actually, when I was in there, I think we saw 6 billion products. Many are many were dead, right? Dead ASINs, mm -hmm. but um, other ones are, you know, still active. Uh, I forgot what the active number of active products on Amazon. I think it was like 500 million or something like that. Just heard from somebody. But the price. Uh, let me just give you a few anecdotes, and you can take take what you will from it. Price for us. Well, let me first just say, um, the average product, at least during my time at Amazon, the average price of every purchase on Amazon was around twenty dollars. Um, that was the, the total average across all the products that were sold divided uh, the price of all the products that were sold divided by the number of units was $20 um, around like 21 or something like that. So it was uh, that's the average product price. Now we've seen products sell for a lot higher, a lot higher, hundreds of dollars, even thousand dollars, thousands of dollars on Amazon. And we've seen products that are trying to sell for lower. Um, usually when you get to $10, Sub $10, you're losing money, um, and the margins are really, really thin. Um, now, the ads don't necessarily, uh, in, well, they don't necessarily impact that one way or another. One, one of the key things that we do as a company is we actually have a framework that we use to help understand any product in any category. And the framework is like a McKinsey consulting framework. And I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, it's, uh, it's a derivative of something that they've done. We've kind of adapted the whole thing for the Amazon marketplace. And what it is, is, you know, straight up math is um, convert. It's pretty simple, right? Conversion rate times um, unit sales equals, or sorry, conversion rate times your traffic equals your unit sales. And so it breaks down, you know, what's my conversion rate and then how much traffic am I getting to this product? And that's how many sales I'm getting. Now, when we're looking at conversion rate, what we do is we isolate inside the conversion rate, there's four key factors that we pay attention to uh, that contribute to your conversion rate. And those four factors are one, 
the text that you have displaying your product on your detail page. Number two, it's the images that you have showing your product on that detail page. Number three, your price is a big factor into your conversion rate. And number four are your reviews. So you're, you're paying attention to those four things um, make up your conversion rate. So I can have a crazy high, if I had a really good, and we've seen this actually in several scenarios, really good product images, really good text, and a really good reviews, and that means we can jack our price up, right? If a product's um, super high quality, that's what Apple is, right? Like really good reviews, really good everything. Apple prices their products at like two or three X everyone else. It's because the consumer is going to, you know, um, see the quality of the other three components, and so you can improve your price and put it up that way. And that's all. That comes down to the core marketing game. That's the that's the fun marketing stuff. That's not necessarily advertising. It's marketing uh, of your product. So when we, whenever we consider price point, we actually look at all those three, those those four factors, and say, well, what's the competitor? What are the competitors doing on the market? How does it look with competitors on the market? And um, what are they doing with those with their products? And are we just head and shoulders above other, other people? Right? Like we we launched a new brand uh, for a big client, and they, um, you know, they were competing against a, you know, like a 40 year old big um, conglomerate that's in the industry. And they came out, and we had a higher price point than the competitors, uh, but we just had a lot better than the top competitor that was a well-known brand name. But we had a higher price point, and we had really nice, a lot better images and a lot better text on that de display page or on the detail page. And uh, we came out, we killed it. I mean, they grew to a million-dollar business within a couple of weeks just by launching, you know, brand new with some of these core components there. You know, we love messing around with price and doing it the right way, as long as you can kind of mix everything else in, in the equation of figuring out what should my images look like, what should my text look like, um, and then how do we make sure our review, we have really good customer service to help the reviews. What on average are the CPCs on Amazon? Do they differ a lot depending on the category? They differ a lot depending on the product and the keyword. <laughs> um, not just category, but I, in general, you know, Categories with products with high market. I mean, Amazon's treated like an open marketplace, right? So it's, the market will stabilize and equal um, stabilize itself at some point. But um, so products with really high margin, like a lot of supplements, like we see the cost per clicks on those really high and sometimes stupidly high, like thirty dollars per click um, on, on some things we've seen, which is just dumb. Uh, I mean, people are just going in; they, they just don't understand what they're spending their money on. And, and they're not going to make back that investment. Um, and so when someone does something like that, they drive the price up for everyone else in the market. So in general, you know, you got to look at, it, it all comes down again back into the supply chain. If you can get a product made for cheaper than the next guy, that gives you an extra couple of points to use on advertising. And uh, so you're a little bit healthier to spend a little more on ads to drive more traffic to your product um, in those scenarios. Um, so, but... You know, I've seen, it used to be like sub a dollar was, was a lot of ads instead of Amazon. This was like two years ago, maybe three years ago. And now most stuff is uh, between a dollar and three dollars. I see just the general general things. But then uh, some of the higher volume traffic keywords, those ones start going up quite a bit um, in terms of uh, cost per click. If people want to find out more about you and your company, how can they get in touch? Yeah, uh, you know, we have a website at uh, productlabs.ai. Um, 
or productlabs.net. We have both. Um, you could you can hit us a, a note inside the, the message there, or you can just uh, I think you can email. Um, I think it's uh, contact uh, at, at productlabs.net, um, or or just go to the website and hit that up, and you can uh, find more information about us, and we'll definitely hit you back. We always want to hear what people have to say, what their problems are, if we want to help out wherever we can, because Amazon is very confusing, <laughs> and uh, I understood how confusing it was from firsthand experience inside of Amazon, because it was even confusing to the engineers who were writing stuff um, and writing the code. So <laughs> I guarantee it's confusing to the consumers and the, the sellers out there too. Um, but yeah, uh, jump, hit our website and uh, hit us up and we'd love to um, help people out uh, or just uh, yeah, answer questions or, or whatnot. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us or leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at Symphonic HQ. Brad, thank you for joining me on the Performance Silhouette podcast and sharing your knowledge about Amazon advertising. In our next episode, you and I will dive deeper into Amazon advertising and talk about how to set up successful campaigns. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.